0: This is the Outback Way podcast, proudly sponsored by our HEMA Guidebook and Atlas. Welcome to the Outback Way podcast. I am Helen Lewis. Buckle up as we take you on Australia's longest shortcut, a journey through the heart of Australia. Welcome back to the Outback Way podcast. Great to have your company, and we're looking forward to presenting you a great brand new season 2020. So this episode, we are going to be talking about Alice Springs and all the things to do north, south, east and west of the centre. But I'd like to also acknowledge that we've just run a fantastic Instagram photo competition and uh, we were looking forward to using the winner's photos in our new travel journal that we are putting together in the coming months and we hope to have that out by end of April. So that's something to look forward to. It's going to be different to our guidebook, our current HEMA guidebook and atlas. The guidebook and atlas is very detailed and has lots of detailed extension maps and, uh, and very specific information about the areas. The travel journal is going to be a little bit of a lighter dose of the Outback Way and room for you to write in and make notes and experience. And so it becomes a real memento for your trip along the Outback Way. We look forward to being able to launch that and uh, We'll uh, be keen to have your feedback as well, but uh, it will have the maps. We are working with Hema Maps on on making sure we've got good quality maps in the in the travel journal. However, it will be a little lighter and not so detailed in uh, some of the the information. The sections of the guidebook, which are included in the guidebook, will uh, the flora and the fauna will be downloadable documents from our website and also the preparation, getting ready for the Outback Way and getting ready for your trip. So the, uh, the travel journal is going to be more about while you're on the road. It's also going to be in sync with our app. So our app for the Outback Way is uh, made up of 10 tours and you can choose to travel east-west or west-east. And with our app, I will re-emphasise the need to download the app while you're in signal but then you need to go into the app and download every tour because the app is actually driven by GPS. And so your phone or tablet needs to have it downloaded onto its memory so that then when your location is on, the GPS can be triggered and you will get a notification five kilometres from the point of interest that it's coming up. And you can decide and have the conversation in your car whether or not you're going to stop or not. But unless you have downloaded that actual tour, you will not receive those notifications. So please download the app and then download the actual tour, uh, the east to west and every single tour. So there's 10 tours to download and you need to make sure you have downloaded all 10 tours. Thanks so much and uh, please sit back, relax and enjoy the uh, coming season and this episode of the Outback Way podcast. You may not have time to take a month off and go for a cruise along the Outback Way, but you might be able to find time for a mini-break of four or five days out in the centre. And I wanted to let you know what was available for you to enjoy in Alice Springs and the surrounds. Very easy drives on bitumen and so you can experience the north, south, east and west and the centre of Alice Springs. So to start with, I really just wanted to promote some of the attractions within Alice Springs that exist and are really worth a visit when you get out to the centre. So firstly, there's the Desert Park, which is an excellent park filled with all things Central Australian and all things from the desert. So it includes the plants and the animals and just simply their habitat and uh, fantastic shows like Birds of Prey show and various activities for families to be involved in, then we also have the School of the Air, which is a really uh, it's an institution of the Australian outback and has educated hundreds of thousands of children uh, in Australia over at over a hundred years. And uh, the history of the School of the Air is one that is is a really a valuable story for people to be aware of. and uh, so the centre in Alice Springs is, is worth a visit and they show you how the school of the air would operate and obviously now we've moved from phones and and all that basic telemetry now to the internet. However, that transition and that history of such a wonderful service to educate people in very remote places uh, is one worth putting on the list. There's also the original telegraph station, which is where a lot of the uh, walks start for the Larapinta Trail. So if you're into hiking, and wanting to take off and, and do some bush camping along the Larrapinta Trail, the uh, the telegraph station at Alice Springs is actually a starting point for that. Um, and the telegraph station is actually where the first sort of telegraph poles put in and communications started in central Australia. You also have the reptile centre, which is uh, has all the reptiles that we have within the Territory and Central Australia. Um, there's crocodiles, there's all sorts of uh, different reptiles that you can have a look at and I think you can probably even play with some less, less aggressive ones. But it's also really good fun and particularly probably good for kids. The RFDS, the Royal Flying Doctor Service, also has a tourism centre uh, and, again, a very significant service for rural and remote Australia and the history of that service is uh, significant. So the RFDS Centre is really worth a visit to get an, an understanding of the value of, of such a service and also just simply the, uh, the history and the contribution the RFDS have made to the well-being of people living in rural and remote areas. There's also the Women's Museum of Australia. So, of course, all the early settlers and the early days in Alice Springs was... Um, it was pretty tough going, and uh, both men and women made a huge contribution to settling and civilising uh, what would otherwise be a pretty pretty wild bushland and, and outback. So the Women's Museum of Australia is is one worth looking at, and from from a different perspective, I guess that we get from all the actual developments. I guess that women dealt with other remoteness and other. Uh, tyrannies of distance that they uh, have documented and uh, solved their own problems in that regard. So it's also worth having a look at the uh, Women's Museum of Australia. There's also the Transport Hall of Fame and that is exceptional really. It has an extensive sample of of the transport, trucking, um, the large haulage but also smaller, smaller vehicles as well and it has uh, for anyone who's interested in Motor vehicles and, and trucks, uh, they really do have fantastic display of, uh, you know, real, real trucks that, that trucking companies have donated to the Hall of Fame uh, so that they can be kept in perpetuity for others for people to realise the value of uh, the trucking industry in Australia. And I guess the Transport Hall of Fame, it does actually, given that it's in our springs, because... You know, Alice is a long way from a lot of places and uh, I guess it indicates and highlights the value that the transport industry has made to Australia by connecting country towns and also bringing food and enabling areas to actually develop and grow uh, because we can bring items and building and and food and and all sorts of things to an area to to make uh, development occur. So the, the Australian Transport Hall of Fame is well worth having a look at and, and visiting as well. You've also got the Araluan Art Centre and Cultural Centre and it has a natural history museum, it has the art gallery and there are certain, just Google certain exhibitions at the Araluan Art Centre or Cultural Precinct in Alice Springs because throughout the year they host various exhibitions. And so when you're visiting, make sure you uh, have a look at what, what is on at the Araluan Cultural Centre. There's also the Aviation Museum out towards the airport, which has the aviation captured for the Central Australian. And of course, that makes um, living in outback Australia much, uh, much more civilised if you can uh, get to other places quickly via a plane. And uh, air transport has been vital for uh, Central Australia and the development. There's also Megafauna Central. So this is a great add-on. If you've been to Winton and you've been to the Australian Age of Dinosaurs and La Quarry and then you've gone to Bullia to the um, beautiful historic centre there and they have their full-size Plesiosaurus, an inland inland sea specimen and fossil then the megafauna central in Alice Springs actually provides you with the samples of megafauna, which, uh, which of course is the grazing animal that was on the other side of the inland sea. And uh, I think that that's what, what quite an extraordinary story of our prehistoric animals that, that roamed Australia. And uh, from Winton to Bullia to Alice Springs, we have samples of all that activity uh, and uh, it's, so it's a, it's a very good add-on to uh, anyone interested in dinosaurs and kids that are interested in the dinosaurs. Um, these, are, these are quite unique dinosaur specimens and uh, really not seen in very many other places. So uh, highly recommended to have a look at the megafaunas. And the megafauna, is, uh, the bones and the relics have actually been found out at Alcuda Station. On the Plenty Highway, which is along the Outback Way. So, the Megafauna Central is a a good first stop uh, to actually see some of those uh, original and uh, artifacts and uh, prehistoric animals. You've also got the Olive Pink Botanic Gardens, and so that's a great little place for a coffee and um, snacks, but also they've actually propagated all the desert plants and uh, and the uh, botanical gardens for the desert plants, uh, which showcases what grows in the more arid areas and uh, and really everything's labeled so that you can actually identify and learn about what plants are native to to the area which is also great and it's a set in the rocks in amongst the rocks in Alice Springs very easy to get to so that gives you a bit of a snapshot of all the different uh, attractions that Alice Springs has alone so there's there's a good few days uh, just there if, um, if all those things take your fancy. So, we've got a lot to offer. Alice Springs is uh, a buzz with activities and events as well. So, again, just keep checking uh, to see what events will be on, when you've actually got um, the time to travel. Obviously, our events usually start around March uh, right through to November. So that's the peak time to travel, uh, given the climate and the temperature is actually very nice at those times, and uh, so that's where they primarily try and uh, put their events into that sort of six to seven months of the year. If you want to actually adventure out out of Alice Springs, well, the West Macs you can't go past West Macs and East Max. So the West Mac Donald Ranges you can go out on the um, Larapinta Trail Road and. Uh, you can go out and visit the Simpsons Gap, which is only 20 minutes from, from Alice Springs. So you can do various walks out on the Simpson, S- Simpsons Gap. And then you also can then carry on and go to Ellery Big Hole, uh, Ellery Creek, which is the big hole. It's called Ellery Big Hole. It's only one hour from Alice Springs um, out on the West MacDonald Rangers Road. And that is a very great place to have a swim and a bit of a cruise around and very refreshing. So it's, um, it's, it's actually set in amongst two big rocks and, and has a chasm in between them filled with water and uh, it's, a, it's a lovely place to have a dip and cool down. Uh, further out, you've got Serpentine Gorge and you've also got Ormiston Gorge two hours from Alice Springs all along the same same road, so it's actually quite an easy way to explore some of the, what the West Macdonald Ranges has to offer. As I said, the Larapinta Walking Trail. There's various walks. You can also book walks. There is uh, walking companies that have walks along the Larapinta Trail that you could book in for, um, and then uh, just simply you can go yourself to uh, on the on the Larapinta Trail. It's 230 kilometres along the spine of the West McDonald Ranges. And there are camping fees um, if you do want to do yourself walk and camp and uh, Ellery Big Hole is $5, Ormiston Gorge is $10 and Red Bank Gorge is 5 You can also uh, stay at Stanley Chasm um, but they are privately owned so you need to actually uh, book in those And as well as Glen Helen Resort. But the um, you can actually ha- really enjoy the uh, Larapinta Trail and some short walks around the 13.8 kilometres but their grades are about four and then there's a longer one which is uh, but only a moderate walk which is a seven and a half hour walk you can start at the Jeff Moss Bridge and you uh, can go up to Wallaby Gap and back again Um, And it's 17.2 Ks. But yeah, so there's a variety of of walks and we have actually copied the itineraries uh, in the show notes. So have a look and um, see if uh, any of those take your fancy. But yeah, there's lots of walking to do around those. And plus also there are walking companies that actually host uh, walking tours throughout the year. So that's a really good thing. But you can drive out to... um, Stanley Chasm, Ellery Big Hole, Simpsons Gap, all those places, you can actually drive there on the bitumen and uh, duck in and have a look and have a quick walk around those areas as well. On the eastern side, the East MacDonald Ranges on the bitumen, there's Ross River. Uh, So there's a Ross River homestead, which uh, is pretty, uh, pretty lovely, and it's set out amongst the East MacDonald Ranges And they have a variety of accommodations. So you can pull up in your van, you can camp, you can take one of their cabins, uh, their rustic cabins. And you can also stay uh, at the various bunkhouse. There's a bunkhouse beds, there's ensuite cabins. So there's a variety of uh, activity. They usually open around April, so you can go anytime, I think, but you just need to book. Um, but they generally, their their season is between April uh, and November as well. But yes, yeah, so feel free to uh, book in with them anytime. And they also offer accommodation as well as meals and activities as well. So you can uh, enjoy the Starlight Camp, um, but you do need to book for that, um, which is, um, it's actually. It's following the footsteps of the original settlers and go out to their Starlight Camp, which is four kilometres from the homestead. So, but you do need to book that as well. So, we again will have all those details in the show notes. So, that's to the sort of the southeast of Alice. And then I just want to take you to the northeast of Alice Springs, which is out to Hart's Range. So, it's out to a Tidjara, an Indigenous community called the Uh And also on your way, you will go past Gem Tree Caravan Park. But Gemtree has more to offer than just a caravan park. It is also a place where you can do some fossicking and obviously for gems. And Garnets are the the gem of the moment at uh, Gemtree. And they do fossicking tours from March to October. Uh, If you you want to go out to actually the uh, gem fields, it's $75 for adults, $5 for kids and $15 for students. Uh, However, if you just simply want to do it closer to the uh, campground, you can buy a bucket for $30 and do your own sort of sifting and cleaning. And then your stones will be appraised at the uh, attached gem shop that is part of the caravan park. You can also get your gem set on site, uh, which is a very good service. Uh, They have a jeweller available on site uh, and they are able to make uh, jewellery for you. You can stay and camp there and they have a fantastic and almost infamous camp oven dinner, uh, two to three nights per week from Easter through to October. Uh, But bookings are essential and you need to also book for the Fossicking Tour because there are limited spaces. So, again, there's camping, there are cabins, limited cabins, so, again, book well ahead. And uh you can you can also pull a pull your van in if you are you were thinking of um hiring a um some sort of uh Brits um high top or uh self self accommodated vehicle. That's Jim tree. And then you could actually, uh, Hearts Range is an Indigenous community. They do have an art centre and there's also Engawala that has an art centre as well. From July, there will be the outdoor art gallery that will be open along the Plenty Highway, which is uh, where the Gem Tree and Tidjura and Engawala are. Uh, The Plenty Highway will have our outdoor art gallery installed. We have had over 68 entries for that. And so that will be July 2020, that will be installed. We we look forward to having people engaging with the artwork, which will be showcasing all the artwork from across the Outback Way. And uh, we're looking forward to having that in place. So I guess what we're trying to do is encourage people to uh, realise that they can actually do a lot in Central Australia in a short period of time. You don't need to take the long haul and uh, spend a, a month on the road. Uh, you can take a short break, and uh, of, of four to five days, and still actually see a lot to what a lot of what Central Australia has to offer. Of course, if you could also go to Uluru and uh, Kata uh, which is three and a half to four hours from Alice Springs South, so you can also do that and spend some time in that area as well, which there are enormous amounts to see and do, uh, and we will probably do a separate podcast uh, about that in the future. Thank you for tuning in to the Outback Way podcast. The show notes will be on our website at outbackway.org.au. If you are enjoying our podcast, please leave us a review, and if you're really enjoying our podcast, you may like to become a contributor through our Outback Way store for $5.00 you can help with the production of our podcast. Please stay in touch. We'd really love to hear your stories. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Outback Way 1. If you are travelling the Outback Way this year in 2020, there will be a private Facebook group for travellers so that we can talk specifically about what's on and where to go and how to make the most of your journey. And finally, thanks to Perk Digital for producing our podcast making your journey through the heart of Australia on Australia's Longest Shortcut easier. Please travel safely. The Outback Way podcast is all about your trip. We're really trying to make it easier for you and give you valuable information to make it more enjoyable. So we'd love your feedback. Send your questions, comments and travel stories to info at outbackway.org.au. And if you share your story, we may even feature you on this podcast. Thank you for joining us through the heart of Australia on Australia's longest shortcut. Cheers for now.